friends. Welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. Hello, I am a day late, but better late than never. We had a very busy weekend. Honestly, I'm glad to get it behind me and move on with the month of October. The month of October is the busiest week I have all year. So once I survive till November the 1st, I can breathe. I can have a sigh of relief. We only have two more podcasts before spooky season ends. Well, at least before October ends. And then we move on to, I guess we move on to thankful season, even though I'm still going to be celebrating spooky, scary, creepy season for all year round because that's my genre. So I really wanted to do a spooky season episode and I wanted to do one with books I had read and one with books that I wanted to read. So I'm not sure we'll get to that since my next podcast is going to come out October the 30th, but we'll see. I wasn't exactly thrilled with all the books that I, I mean, well, no, let me rephrase that. I have come up with several of my favorite books for this podcast, but I did want even more. And I wanted to pick things that were different that I don't see a lot, but I couldn't leave this one out. And I just finished reading it, I think yesterday morning. And that is The September House by Carissa Orlando. We read this for our thriller obsessed buddy read, along with Silence for the Dead by Simone St. James for the month of October. And I'm going to probably review that next week. And I'll just go ahead and give you a little FYI. It's not really very scary. But the September house, on the other hand, is all the things. Spooky, scary, creepy, thrilling, shocking, dark humor, a haunted house, a haunted marriage, suspenseful. Trust me when I say it is all the things because it is all the things. When Margaret and her husband Hal bought the large Victorian house on Hawthorne Street... They couldn't believe that they finally had a home of their own. Now, they both had grew up. Neither one of them had ever owned a home. They had rented, moved constantly, and really didn't have a stable life. So they couldn't wait to be settled in their dream home. But then came the hauntings. Every September, the walls dripped blood. The moaning turned into nonstop screaming. The ghosts of former inhabitants appear, and all of them are terrified of something that lives in the basement. Most people would move, but Margaret is not most people. This was her house, and she adapted. After all, you can survive anything. I think I proved that this weekend. But in all seriousness, you know, that was her, that was just her attitude. She had a great attitude with everything she faced, and she faced horrifying things. But after four years, her husband Hal, she just can't take it. He can't take it anymore. He leaves abruptly, not taking anything with him. Now, Hal and Margaret have only one daughter, Catherine, and she had already moved to college when they moved in the house. So she, I don't even know if she had visited. Once she left, she left. So Hal had stopped returning phone calls and texts. He would not answer the phone for Catherine, which they had a rocky relationship, but she insisted on coming home to try and find her missing father. Now, Margaret was not looking forward to the visit because it's September. Um, Margaret's also scared to face about what has happened to Hal. I mean, I think she kind of knew, but she really just didn't want to face up to it. This book, oh my gosh, was an easy five stars. It might, I mean, honestly, it might not be the most horrifying book, but it had plenty of horror for me. You know, there's probably people out there that read horror daily and they're probably like thinking, oh Lord, this is not scary at all. But now for me, it was scary. It has bleeding walls it has Frederica, 
who is a housemaid who lived in the home whose husband split her head wide open with an axe. But trust me, you're going to love Frederica and you're going to wish you had a ghost in your house named Frederica. There's a nine-year-old boy that likes to bite Elias and a little girl who keeps pointing to the basement door that Margaret has to keep hammered shut. There's killer birds that hit the house all day long that just pile up in the yard. She has to go out to the yard and clean all those up before Catherine gets here. And, of course, the pranksters come out in September. So, now in anticipation of Catherine's arrival, you know, the blood's already started going down the walls. The screaming's already started. Margaret had Father Cyrus come to pray over the house. Now, her and Hal had done that, I think, several times, and it just offered a reprieve for maybe a week maybe a little longer. It just kind of put the ghost in their place and calmed everybody down. So she did that. She also dug up the bones of Elias's mother, and that usually calmed him down. Now, he was crazy. He would fly through the air and attack you. He had fangs, and he would bite. And he especially hated Hal, or either really liked him, I'm not sure, but he stayed in his office all the time. But he, Hal definitely saw him as his nemesis. But when she would dig her bones up, I guess they came together, and he would get preoccupied with her. This book explored so many unexpected topics like abuse, mental health issues, survival, alcoholism, and Margaret definitely learned how to survive because, like I said, everything is survivable. You just have to learn how to cope with things. She really did, you know, I don't know if it's admirable or not, she, there were definitely situations she should have removed herself from, but then again, I did admire her. She looked at her situation and she learned how to best control it as she could to survive and live and do what she could. It was really a great story, I thought, as far as what kind of person she was. It's completely told from her point of view. She was hilarious. Things would happen that had never happened before. And, I mean, you're going to see it, and I'm going to say it, and you're not going to laugh, but it's going to be like, huh, well, this is new, when new things would happen. And I just really liked her. Like I said, I just loved, I, well, I admired how she handled everything just to stay in this house, her dream home. But at the same time, oh, my goodness, her story, her story was also heartbreaking. It really was. And then you have Catherine, the daughter. And she was a lot. Now, she was just kind of unhinged at times. I didn't care for her. I didn't like her personality. But the two personalities is what made for their mother-daughter relationship. And Catherine was a whole lot like her dad, Hal. So her personality was important to this story. And I'm going to say this, and I've probably got friends that listen to this, and they're like, those are not words that should come out of your mouth. But... I've read these words several times when describing a book, and this was what came to mind when I was writing this review. It is a perfectly stunning debut book for Carissa Orlando. To me, she knocked it out of the park. It's perfect to read in October. I highly recommend you buy this book, get it on your Kindle. The ending was, to me, it was the best because just when you think, okay, this is the direction we're going. This is how it's going to end. Nope, that's not how it goes. It goes completely back the other way. This woman's life was completely exhausting and probably will make you want to sleep with your eye, with your, with your lights on, maybe even with your eyes open. I don't know, but 
really enjoyed this book. I can't wait to discuss it with my book club. We discuss it next week, I think. And it'll just be interesting to see how many people really loved it and how many people didn't. We all, of course, enjoy the same genre. So we all enjoy to read reading the same kind of book. So, But it's still interesting to see how many people love it and why and then how many people dislike it and might not even find it, you know, in the horror genre, but you've got to read this book for the month of October. So if you're listening to this, go get it. You'll thank me. So I tried to go back and look at a few books I've read over the years for my spooky reads and not necessarily what is out right now. Now, I realize the September house, it's hot. It's at the forefront of the book list. Everybody's reading it. It's all over Instagram, but it deserves to be. So I started thinking about some of my all-time favorite reads, and one of my all-time favorite books was Winter People by Jennifer McMahon. This was probably one of the first books that I had read that had a paranormal aspect to it that I really enjoyed. I read it a long time ago, but it has been one to stick with me. So in West Hall, Vermont, it's always been a town of strange disappearances. Probably the most mysterious was Sarah Harrison Shea in 1908. Now, she was found dead in the field behind her house just months after the tragic death of her daughter. So then you come to present day, and 19-year-old Ruthie lives in Sarah's farmhouse with her mother, Alice, and her younger sister. Now, Alice has always insisted that they live off the grid, which is now a decision that's going to have horrible consequences when Ruthie wakes up to discover that Alice has vanished. So they're looking for clues as to what's happened to her mother, and she finds Sarah Shea's diary hidden beneath the floorboards in her mother's bedroom. Ruthie soon discovers she's not the only person looking for someone that they've lost. Now, this story flips between the past and present day, and let me tell you, the past is going to be what keeps you reading this book. If So you just need to ask yourself, if you could bring a loved one back from the dead, would you, even if you knew the danger of the consequences? It's definitely giving Pet cemetery vibes. I found it creepier because it was people. Um, Really, really love this book. Like I said, I have read this several, several years ago. I would say in 2016, possibly 17. feel like it's more like 16. So it's been a while, but it has just been a book that has stuck with me. So The Winter People by Jennifer McMahon. Okay, so let's switch to Stephen King. You can't not read a Stephen King book. I mean, he is the king of spooky. And of course, you've got the, you know, the favorites, Pet Cemetery, Misery, It, Carrie, all the classics, The Shining. But now my favorites are a little bit different. And I mean, I like all those, but I wanted to point out just a couple that I just really enjoyed, probably a little more than those. And the first one was Needful Things. It was another book, just like The Winter People, that stuck with me after I read it. Leland Gaunt opens a new shop in Castle Rock called Needful Things. Anyone who enters his store finds the object of his or her lifelong dreams and desires. In addition to a token payment, Gaunt requests that each person perform a little deed, usually a seemingly innocent prank played on someone else in the town. Now, these practical jokes start cascading out of control, and soon the entire town is battling itself. Only Sheriff Alan Pangborn suspects that Gaunt is behind the population's increasingly violent behavior. To me, it was just so different. It just, this was just a book that stood out to me, something that I've always remembered reading of his, which I guess really they all stick out because who can forget Cujo? 
probably honestly can admit that <laughs> I was scared to death of dogs because of Cujo. I will never forget the first time I saw that dog on the TV. It terrified me. I've never watched the whole movie and I have no desire to watch the whole movie. But needful things. Okay, the next one by King that I really enjoyed was called The Outsider. So an 11-year-old boy's violated corpse has been found in the town park. Eyewitnesses and fingerprints point unmistakably to one of Flint City's most popular citizens, Terry Maitland. Now, Terry is a Little League coach, English teacher, husband, father of two girls. Now, Detective Ralph Anderson, whose son was on a team that was coached by Maitland, ordered a very public arrest of him. But Maitland has an alibi. But Anderson adds DNA evidence to go with fingerprints and witnesses. The case is ironclad, but Terry Maitland seems like a nice guy. So do they got it wrong? That did not sound right. Do they got it wrong? Do they have it wrong? Or is he really wearing another face? And this book, let me tell you, the answer is as shocking as only King can be. Love The Outsider. You can't go wrong with any King book if you want to be scared. Let's just be honest. I really want to read Holly. So, you know, if I decide to do a podcast about books that I wanted to read during October, Holly was one of them. I was going to get it at the library. It's been checked out every time I've looked for it. But in the last week, I've read a couple of reviews, and they say he gets really political, which let's face it, politics are a horror of its own. So I'm not really sure that I want to read it now. I don't know. I may just, you know, if I don't lack of anything else, I may go ahead and read it. And I don't really know how much. I'm not sure how sensitive this person that wrote the review, although I have read more than one review that talks about the politics in this book. So I'm not sure. We'll see. I mean, worst case scenario, I start it and I don't finish it, but I'm sure I'll pick that up in the coming months. Also, just one more, which is popular right now, I did want to mention is How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. I reviewed this book in May, and I feel like it, I wrote one of the best descriptions about this book. It is The Shining, Chucky, and the Toy Story all wrapped into one. It has blood, gore, horror. Oh, it has puppets. I mean, this book, I'm pretty sure, and I, I should have read my review that I wrote before I started, but I can remember thinking, well, this ain't bad. And then you get into it, and it's like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? It is shockingly, to me, that's probably true horror. This, How to Sell a Haunted House was more horror than the September House, I think. Or they could be equal. I'm not sure, but. Those puppets in the haunted house did me in. But if you want to have nightmares, then you need to read this book because it is good. And you can go back. I did that podcast in May and listen to the complete review of that. I just hate to do it again since since I've already done it. So, like I said, you can't go wrong with um, Stephen King. My favorite series, and if you follow me for any time on Instagram, you know that I do not like to read series books, but I love the Bill Hodges trilogy. Mr. Mercedes is the first book in that trilogy. There's three books. Loved every single one of them. That's definitely one series that I can highly recommend. The thing with King books, they're huge. They're, they're huge books. They're small writing and they're long chapters, though that can get me. <laughs> Maybe if he had larger writing and shorter chapters, but a lot of times I'll pick them up and I'm like, gosh, it's going to take me so long to read that. And there are so many other good books out there, but I'm hoping to be, there's several more besides Holly that I want to pick up. So maybe this winter. 
So that's it for this week's Spooky Reads. Be sure and join me next week for more book reviews. to this week's dig the plot be sure and follow me on instagram at dig the plot underscore join me next week see you then